morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Augie of the Blog of Blabber podcast. I would like to welcome everyone to yet another episode of the show. Today's show is uh, actually pretty similar to the one that I did not too long ago where I looked at all the teams uh, who were kind of eliminated eliminated from the NBA playoffs, the first round of NBA playoffs. Uh, today, I'm going to look at the teams who have been eliminated from the second round, so the New York Knicks, Philadelphia 76ers. Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. So, as you already know, the Philadelphia 76ers lost by 25 26 points today to the Boston Celtics in game seven. A lot of questions to be answered in the Philly team, but I'm going to start with the New York Knicks who lost 4 2 to the Miami Heat. Um, team options on Derrick Rose and Miles McBride, player option on Josh Hart, and they have no draft picks in the upcoming draft and they have no free agents of note so to say so I think that this playoffs that they had this year was a solid building block for further progress I think Jalen Brunson showed you the superstar that he can be I thought he was exceptional if you I think if you took the five best players in the playoffs, 2022-2023 playoffs. If you took the five best players, Jalen Brunson makes that list. You probably have some very variation of uh, Nikola Jokic. You probably have Jimmy Butler, probably Anthony Davis. And you would have uh, Jalen Brunson there as well and whoever the fifth you want to take is Devin Booker for example you can do that but I think Jalen Brunson showed you that he is worth the money and more that New York Knicks paid for him this offseason I know there was a lot of question marks if he was worth it he definitely is I love the signing from the get-go I know that a lot of Knicks fans were mad that they didn't get Donovan Mitchell but I think that this worked out great for them and they also beat Donovan Mitchell in the first round which was the Cleveland Cavaliers which is (laughs) almost like a bonus for them right and I think, and I think they were kind of after that. After that first round, I think the Knicks were pretty much playing with house money. They could have beaten this Miami team if they had a little bit more scoring. I think that they could have, but I think that this is for this edition of the Knicks. I think this was kind of their ceiling. They had to make playoffs this year. That's one hundred percent facts. They had to make the playoffs, and then anything that they got after that was a bonus. And with, like I said, Jalen Brunson there, I think that they are on their way to building a really, really good team uh, for the future. And yeah, I think now you just kind of, you need a solid second and third option behind Jalen Brunson. Now that is if you have Jalen Brunson pegged as the number one guy. There, There are scenarios where he can be the second guy. I don't know about third guy, but there are scenarios where he could be the second guy. Like if they got an alpha, then he would be the second guy. So I think now the Knicks have to work on surrounding him with better players than what they currently have in their roster. Julian Julius Randle is a nice piece, not as a second option. Uh, RJ Barrett is a nice piece, but not as a third option. So I think this is something that they got to work on. There were even rumors last offseason that they were looking at possible trades for RJ Barrett. I can't remember who the guys that they were looking at, but 
there were some rumblings that they were maybe willing to listen to some offers for him. I think they will listen to offers for Julius Randle this offseason, see if they can get some pieces back for him. Uh, I think they did. They need another score for sure because out of this, from this team, when the playoffs come around, I think Jalen Brunson is the only guy that you could count on to give you 25-30 a game. And the rest of the guys are you kind of hoping that they could give you 15-20 with this addition of the Knicks, of course. So I think that's something that they definitely need to work on. They need more scoring. Um you know, as they approach next season. I don't think that they fired Tom Thibodeau, but an offensive-minded coach could work for them or would work for them. They were third last in scoring in the playoffs, but they were second in defense, which is kind of what their Tom Thibodeau's <laughs> has built all his teams around, a good, def- a good defensive team. Um, third last in field goal percentage, last in three-point percentage, fifth in rebounding um, in the playoffs. So... Three Mountain is kind of there with you have guys like Julius Randle and, and Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett can do some for you as well. So, you know, that aspect is kind of work for them. But, you know, would they take a look at some a guy like Monty Williams, who I'll talk about later on. But, you know, Monty Williams got fired by the Suns yesterday. So is that a guy that they could look at? Again, I don't know if they fired Tom Thibodeau. I'm just not sure. But if they do, then they have to go with a more offensive-minded coach I think that they have solid pieces and like Emmanuel quickly off the bench Quentin Grimes has had some really good games Obi Toppin I think we're still kind of waiting to see what we have in him in terms of a basketball player is he gonna be a guy who's gonna come off the bench and just not really start but he can give you minutes off the bench I don't know again we'll have to wait and see uh, for next season and then we'll see where he is in that where he's pegged in as, as whether a starter or a player off the bench, but they do need help offensively. That's 100% for sure. And the reason why they won a lot of their games is because of that really good defense, which is what they pride themselves on since Tom Thibodeau got there. So obviously they have some things that need to clean up. Josh Hart, I think, was a great acquisition for them. And I said that as soon as they got him, he's just a winner, right? Played at Villanova, played with, <clears throat> played with Jalen Brunson. So they're familiar, but he's just a winner. He makes winning plays. He makes the plays that don't show up on the stat sheet, intangibles, everything like that. So he was an excellent addition to that team. I liked it from the, from the jump. I, I Josh Hart, you need guys like Josh Hart on your team. Then that's 100% for sure. So, you know, in the offseason, like I said, a second scorer or second star, I should say, maybe an offensive-minded coach is if they do get rid of Tom Thibodeau. But I like where New York is headed. And... Next season, they're going to look to what they finished fifth this season. So, you know, a top four spot in the East, I think, is doable for them. It's a big market, so they're always going to be able to attract players. And I think that they just, there's just a few things that they kind of need to clean up. And then, you know, they'll be there fighting with some of the best teams in the East. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers lost 4 3 to the Boston Celtics. Um, Let me just find it here. So. Player options on James Harden, uh, Daniel House, and Montrezl Harrell. Um, no team options, and the free agents are uh, George Niang, Jake Milton, Jalen McDaniel, Paul Reed, and that's basically of the notable guys. Those are the players. So, <laughs> no draft picks this uh, summer either. So, they lost by 26 to the Celtics in Game 7. 
and their two stars basically folded in James Harden and Joel Embiid. Embiid, 5 of 18, 15 points and 8 rebounds. James Harden, 3 of 11, 9 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. So not what you're looking from from your two stars. So James Harden had two really good games in this series. I believe it was game 1 and 4. It was definitely game 1 because that's the one where he had 45-46 without Joel Embiid. And I think it was game 4. And then he stunk it up in game 6 and 7. And the other games weren't much better either. So I think the question now is kind of what happens with James Harden? Is he back next season? Um, Woj tweeted out a number of months ago, it must have been two or three months ago now, or even four or five, that James Harden is open to a reunion with the Houston Rockets, and he loved it in Houston from, from everything that we hear, the community and everything. He was a great ambassador for the community, loved playing in Houston, that's where he won his MVP. That's where he was the go-to guy. That's what made him, you know, the star that he really was. So is he going to go back to Houston? Uh, I saw something on Twitter that he was asked a question about his relationship with Doc Rivers, and he just kind of said it was okay. That's not great. That's really not that great. To describe it as okay, I don't think is that good. Um... I wanted to look at Joel Embiid's difficulties in Game 7. So he's been in three of them. He's lost all three. Toronto Raptors, Atlanta Hawks, and the Boston Celtics. So he averages 22-10 and 10 in Game 7s, 39% from the field, 20% from three, and 5.3 turnovers a game. For a guy who's, I think for his career, probably averages, off the top of my head, maybe 26, 27 points a game and 11, 12 rebounds, 22 and 10 isn't good enough in clo- in game sevens. So where all the marbles, right? It's where all the pressure comes from in these big games. And he hasn't been able to do that, do it in game sevens um, when his team kind of leans on him the most. And I actually take a look at James, James Harden's game sevens as well. So he's had one, two, three, four, five. He's had six game sevens. He's averaging 21 points a game, which is far below his average. Just a shade under six rebounds, seven assists, uh, shooting 36% from the field, 22% from three, and 4.3 turnovers a game. So why did we expect this to change now that he teamed up with James Harden when we know that both of them struggle in game sevens? Personally, I just thought that Myself, I thought that they would be okay in a game seven because at least I, I thought that one of them would at least show up. And today, neither of them showed up. Neither guy showed up. And those are your two star players. Those are the guys that you that you're that you hang your hat on pretty much to get you over the finish line and to in and into the Eastern Conference Finals. Joel Embiid also said, "Me and Harden can't win alone." I mean, you have two superstars on your team, two star players. Joel Embiid has an MVP. James Harden has MVP. You have a solid supporting cast in Tyrese Maxey. You have Tobias Harris who can give you about 20 on any given night. You have a solid bench. And you couldn't still get it done? I think it's time to evaluate some things in Philadelphia. 
Again, I think the biggest question is going to be if James Harden is back and what happens with Doc Rivers. I think that Doc Rivers is going to stay in Philly for at least another season. That's just me. Like I have nothing to I have nothing to prove it, but I just think that, that that's how it's that he's gonna stay there for, for one more season. And then we'll see how it goes. But the, I think the James Harden question now, you know, you it's a serious one. Because if he does leave, you're gonna need to add another star. Is that Dame Willard? Dame Willard's been rumored. I mean, trade talks with Philly with rumors for a long time now. And I think that this could very well be the season that we see um, that we see him get traded from, from Portland. All he has to do is give him his, his okay, and, and I think that they would trade him. Because I think it's just kind of reached that point where Dame, is, Dame himself is looking for something new. So, yeah. Um, not the way that they wanted to go out, especially after Embiid won the MVP this season. Um, tough, tough, tough way to end the season. And Jason Tatum kicked their ass for the lack of a better word, 51 points. And this was a game until the third quarter when they lost that third quarter by a lot of points. I think it was like 30 to 10 or something. So going to have to evaluate a lot of things in Philadelphia. But I think the one thing that you can count on is obviously Embiid staying there. But the rest of the roster, I mean, I would expect if, if they do make a push for Dame Lillard, you're going to have to include... Um, Tyrese Maxey in any trade. I don't think Portland's doing anything without Tyrese Maxey and maybe even get a third team involved. Because this was... Yeah, I mean... If they had lost this game, I don't think would have surprised a lot of people. But the fact that the two best players didn't show up was... I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, moving on to the Golden State Warriors, who lost 4-2 to the Los Angeles uh, Lakers. So player options on Draymond Green... Dante DiVincenzo. Um, team options on Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. And free agents are Jermichael Green and Andre Iguodala. I think Andre Iguodala is heading into retirement from what he said. And they have qualifying offers for Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome. Um, draft pick number 19 in draft. And basically, the first note that I have on this one is, and now we wait. Will Draymond Green be back? Big question. What happens with Steve Kerr? Do they keep Clay Thompson? Will Draymond Green be back? I don't think so. What happens with Steve Kerr? I think he stays. Do they keep Clay Thompson? I think that they do. Clay is entering his final, um, final year of his contract, $43 million. And I read today that he has to be willing to take a pay cut to sign back. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, a few days ago, Clay Thompson said that he wants like a max deal or something like that. So I don't think he's going to get that from Golden State Warriors. Jordan Poole's contract looks terrible right now. I mean, there's no way around it. He hasn't performed. He was terrible in these playoffs. He doesn't guard. He couldn't make shots. So I think that's going to be a talking point in the offseason as well. I think the only way out of this, there are there's a way out of every contract. There's always a team that's willing to take on contracts, but how do they? How would they go about getting rid of them? Do they attach either Kaminga or Moody in a possible trade, or even Wiggins? I just don't know. The thing with Kaminga Moody, they are in a 
So they have a team option. So I don't know if you could trade guys after they pick up their team option, but so do you include Wiggins in, in a possible trade? Do you keep pool and trade clay? Who's like I said, entering the final year of his contract. I don't think that they would trade clay out of everything that he's done for the team. I really don't think that they would trade him. It is a business after all, but I just, I, I don't think that they would trade clay Thompson. Let him at least ride his contract out the 43 million that he has left. And then in the offseason next year, maybe look for, for something else. Or if he wants to, if he's willing to come back for less money, I mean, I think that they would do it. But I, the biggest question for them is obviously with, with the Draymond question and what did they do with Jordan Poole. The only guy I'm really sure about is Steph Curry. Steph Curry is going to be there next season. And he really is. And I said this throughout the season. If... <clears throat> Stephen Curry played, what, like 60 games this season? Maybe 55, 60? If he reached that, there's really no threshold for MVP, but let's say he reached 70. Let's say he played 68 games this season. His team obviously would have been better than what they were in the standings. I think he would have gotten MVP votes. If if the Golden State Warriors were like a third, fourth seed, I think that he would have got MVP votes. It's just that he didn't play enough games this season. He, was, he had a really, really, really good season. And it kind of flew under the radar because of everything that kind of happened with this team. Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. Them really struggling. Andrew Wiggins missing, I guess, what was it, two months of the season. And then coming back. Like, there was a lot of... This team was really loud off the court. And then Steve Kerr saying he doesn't know how long he's going to coach here as well. So, all of this stuff kind of weighs on the team. But he had an excellent season. Um, I would bring everyone back if possible, minus Draymond Green. And that's nothing about, nothing against Draymond Green. I would just, you have Kaminga. At some point, you have to find out what he can do as a full-time starter in the NBA. So I would let him start the entire season and see what you have in him. If he averages eight points a game, then so be it. At least you know what you have with that player. And the team option is for $6 million next season. And then 7.6 after that. I would just find out what I have in the player. He was actually decent for them last season in the playoffs. And he got minutes. And he showed what he can do defensively. But his minutes completely cut this, this playoffs, these playoffs. And it feels like Moses Moody got his minutes. Even though it's not a lot. It's 10-15 minutes a game. And I would give Moody more minutes off the bench. Dante DiVincenzo said he would love to be back. He's only around 4.7 next season. We'll see what happens. But I would you have, to, you have to find out what you have in these two players. And it's funny because when they were drafted, I wasn't high on Kaminga just because he was very raw. But I said the perfect fit for him would be a veteran team like the Golden State Warriors. Remember, Golden State had a high pick that season because... Um, I think that was the season that Curry and Clay missed the entire season. And they got Moody from a previous um, trade that they had. So I would give Moody some minutes as well next season. Maybe having him as, as the first, second guy off the bench. Because you got to find out what you have in these guys. And I really like both those picks. Moses Moody was an absolute sniper in college. He And he showed some 
some abilities this these playoffs. So can you write kind of the coattails of that and give you a really good season next year? We'll find out, but I would I would give these guys more minutes. Because these are the guys that you drafted. And they've had they've had some really good luck drafting, as you can tell, with with Draymond and 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 Curry and, and Clay Thompson. So they've been really good in that aspect. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I don't see I think they're going to be fighting for the playoffs again next year, even if they do bring everyone back. I think that with them getting a little bit older, they're going to play Curry and, and Clay a little bit less, and they're going to depend on guys like Moody, guys like Kaminga, guys like Poole to carry this team when those guys are out. Can they do it? I think that's a big, big, big question, especially heading into next season. And Kevin Looney is definitely underpaid making 8.5 million next season he is an absolute beast on the boards defensively and offensively he's a great defender one of my favorite guys in the league 100 percent uh phoenix suns lost 4-2 to the denver nuggets so let me pull out just there um things here so they have qualifying offer for darius uh Baisley. Uh, free agents, Tory Craig, Bismack Biambo, Damon Lee, Joshua Kogi, TJ Warren, uh, Jock Lan- uh, Landale, and Terrence Ross. No player options, no team options, actually team options on Ish Wainwright, and the 52nd overall draft pick. I mean, if they could do the KD trade all over again, they would. Like, let's just be real about that. Whenever you could get a player like Kevin Durant, you I think that you're willing to kind of trade all the <clears throat> all the pieces that the other team kind of asked for to get a guy like that. I just don't Katie's been sluggish since he's his since he's been back from his injury, and understandably so. But any team would have done what the Phoenix Suns did and pulled the pulled the trade. Uh, at the end of the day, team was just wasn't deep enough after the trade deadline. Uh, Chris Paul getting injured didn't help, but I mean, he can't surprise many people. It's not the first time he's been injured in the playoffs. And then once he went out, sure, Cam Payne had a really good game six against the Denver Nuggets, but he was pretty much the only guy who showed up. And that's including Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And the team's just not, team's just not deep enough and they pay the price for the KD trade because they got rid of Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges, Mikel who flourished in Brooklyn and showed you what he can do as a possible number one option. So, I mean, they kind of had to gut their team, right, to get a guy like KD. And again, 29 other teams would have done the same thing if the opportunity was presented to them to acquire a guy like Kevin Durant, who's an all-time talent. I would seriously think about moving off CP3 if possible. He's getting too old and too injury prone very quickly. And it's at a position where you need to have stability and you need to have a guy who runs the offense. Now, if they do get rid of him, do they maybe give Booker some point guard duties? I wouldn't. I would firstly try to bring in a point guard who can handle and you can have Booker off the ball a little bit. Obviously, Booker can handle the ball, but I would... I wouldn't have him as the full-time point guard. I would bring in someone who can do that. And then when he goes out, then you can have Booker or whoever else off the bench do that job or fill in for that role. But I wouldn't have Booker as the number one primary ball handler. 
Um, so again, I w if I could get rid of Chris Paul, I would. Now, whether that's possible, trading him, buying him out, I don't know what the case is. That's something that we have to look and see. With Monty Williams getting fired, obviously they're looking for a new coach. Uh, two 30-point defeats in consecutive postseasons isn't a good look. I think it was pretty much what everyone had expected, that he would get fired. He's still a great coach, and he won't be on the market very long. I jokingly tweeted at the Raptors um, uh, that they should uh, look at Monty Williams, but he's going to be—he's definitely going to be a coach who's going to have a lot of suitors um, going after him. So Milwaukee Bucks, for example, need a coach. Toronto Raptors need a coach. We'll see what happens with this entire Philly situation. They might need a coach. So like we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But he's going to be a hot commodity. He's not going to be on the market for a very long time. And obviously what happens with DeAndre Ayton, right? Had his battles with Coach Williams. Williams is now gone. Will the new coach be counting on him? And that's the one guy that they could possibly trade and get something back. You can maybe get a 3 and D guy. You can maybe get a at least a backup point guard to fill in the role. Maybe a starting quality center. Not someone who's going to give you, you know, 20 and 10, but someone who can maybe give you 12 and 8, 12 and 7, and play some good defense. I think that's another possibility. And kind of the first team that I thought about right now is Indiana with with uh, Miles Turner. I don't know what it would take to get him, but now if I'm not mistaken, I think Indiana was interested in DeAndre Eaton, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. But, you know, that's a guy right there. So... You know, there's there's a lot of questions with this. They're very top heavy, obviously, with Devin Booker and 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 Kevin Durant, and if you want to include CP3 there as well, you can. But very top heavy. The bench was pretty much non-existent, apart from one or two games where they got like Shamit to score 20-25 points and campaign in the last match in the last game where he scored 20 plus. So DeAndre Eaton, I think, is the big question. I think a lot of people question if he was injured for that game six. He caught a lot of flack for one, not being able to guard and two, not being able to do anything offensively. But like as people point out, I mean, he gets he gets a touch of the ball every nine possessions. So I don't know how much you could expect from a guy. I can't give you the ball after 10 minutes and tell you, okay, now score me a basket. Give me a basket in an important part of the game. Can he be better? He absolutely can. And he's not off the hook by any stretch of the imagination he can get better but I think blaming him for this entire thing or for a large portion of it I think is just crazy um and and the obvious thing is team will build around KD and D book they need to add depth and they need to add a 3 and D guy I think those are the two very two very important things again they gutted the team when they traded for Kevin Durant and like I said any team would do that but now you're going to have to find guys, go out there and find guys in the free agent market order through trades who can come in and make a difference for you because ultimately it's 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 kind of what cost them, right? Against Denver. They had some really good games. And even, even in the first round games, I mean, the Clippers play hard, but you have to be able to beat them by 15-20, right? They didn't have Kawhi, they didn't have Paul George. So you have to you have to beat them by a lot more than than what they did. I mean, at the end of the day, all that counts is wins. But yeah, 
uh, they're going to have to add depth and a lot of it because they're very top heavy. As I said, once they went to the bench, it was pretty much um, a done deal. Guys couldn't get it going. So, yeah. Um, so that's the episode for today. Uh, kind of excited for these last four teams, Denver Nuggets, Los Angeles Lakers, Boston Celtics, and Miami Heat to square off. Uh, that's the episode for today. So remember they can hear this podcast on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever else you listen to your podcast to. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch up again down the road. Take care. 